0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 13th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. What are your odds of being killed by a foreign-born terrorist in the United States? Turns out far, far, far less than being murdered by one of your fellow Americans. Alex Narasta is author of the new Cato Report, Terrorism and Immigration, a Risk Analysis. We spoke today.
1: In the wake of the San Bernardino terrorist attack in this last December, I was trying to see if there was a risk analysis of visa categories. There are lots of different visas people use there into the U.S., and I thought you know some of them must be more dangerous than others in terms of letting in terrorists, but nobody had done that before. So shortly after that attack, I started going through uh, numerous databases that have lists of convicted and actual terrorists, terrorists who... Um, committed their attacks and, and killed Americans, started to compile their names, and look at where they were from. And this required going through the Rand Corporation's database, the University of Maryland, lots of other government sources, and running it by, by lots of um, other policy experts in D.C. to see if I had missed anybody.
0: All right. So, And uh, John Mueller, of course, affiliated with the Cato Institute, has done this kind of work, not this specific uh, calculation in the past. So what do we learn from, uh, what's the big number here?
1: Well, the big number is your chance of being killed and a terrorist attack caused by a foreigner on U.S. soil is about one in 3.6 million a year. To put that in perspective, your chance of being murdered And a non-terrorist attack is about one in 14,000. So your chance of being murdered in a terrorist attack committed by a foreigner is uh, about 253 times as great as being killed um, in a murder.
0: So did you break this out by, because certainly there have been murders committed in the United States that were not acts of terrorism.
1: Yes, I broke those out and uh, subtract, well, I took all the murders and subtracted out all the terrorists. Uh, all the terrorism murders caused by that to arrive at that number.
0: How do the various people who have committed terrorist acts on U.S. soil uh, who have come from other countries? How did they get into the country? How did they stay in the country?
1: 154 foreign-born terrorists uh, entered the United States from 1975 to the end of 2015. 54 of them came on lawful permanent residency, so that's a green card. 34 were tourists of one kind or another. 20 were refugees. 19 were students. 10 were illegal immigrants. Nine I couldn't find any information on. They're just unknown. Four were asylum seekers. Three came on what's called the Visa Waiver Program. And uh, one came on the K-1 fiancé visa. What's interesting, though, is when you break down the deadliness for each of those, it doesn't correspond at all. So Lawful permanent residents were the number one source of terrorists to enter, but they only managed to kill eight Americans in terrorist attacks out of a total of 3,024 killed by foreign-born terrorists during that time period, the deadliest visa are the tourist visas, the B visas. And that's because 18 of the 19 hijackers on 9-11 entered the United States on tourist visas. And these are
0: people who presumably aren't planning on staying or building a life in the United States. Uh, how hard are those visas to come by?
1: So they're fairly easy to get uh, if you're a uh, coming from especially a country with a few terrorist attacks or a few na- small national security concerns. But for some groups of people, uh, it can be quite difficult. So if you come from a country that sends a lot of illegal immigrants to the U.S., it's difficult to get that tourist visa because they think you might overstay your visa, become an illegal immigrant that way. National security reasons, uh, it can be difficult to come from places like the Middle East. And And you basically have to show that you have something to return to, so a life in your home country in most of these situations.
0: What do we take away from these various categories otherwise, and what should policymakers be thinking about with respect to terrorist attacks and people who are from other countries coming into the U.S.?
1: I think what we can take away is there have been, during this time period, 1.14 billion foreigners who have entered the United States. 154 of them have been foreign-born terrorists. So for each one, there's about 7.2 million who non-foreigners, I'm sorry, foreigners who are not terrorists who are let in. For each successful terrorist, because... Of these 154, only 40 of them managed to kill an American in a terrorist attack. There's 28 million non-terrorist foreigners who are allowed into this country. I think the main takeaway is that the threat from foreign-born terrorism is smaller and more manageable than people realize it is.
0: And if you're going to spend dollars to fight some social ill, and terrorism certainly gets a lot of headlines, maybe that focus ought to be on... Murder.
1: That's right. I mean, I come to the conclusion that uh, terrorism is a, a serious issue and the government absolutely should spend resources on trying to exclude terrorists from the United States or other such activities to try to combat terrorism. But proposals such as an immigration moratorium, which have been proposed by Ann Coulter, Larry Kudlow, and a few other prominent conservatives, uh, Donald Trump himself... Uh, it's some limited capacities to deal with immigration are beyond the pale. The benefits annually from immigration in the U.S., conservatively estimated, just on Americans, are about $35 billion a year. The benefits from tourism are in the hundreds of billions a year. If we were to build a fortress around America and not allow any foreigners to come in because of fear of terrorism, it will cost us far, far more than we would save in terms of uh, fewer terrorist attacks.
0: Alex Naraste is author of the new Cato Report, Terrorism and Immigration, a Risk Analysis, available now at our website. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.